0: Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes fought bravely against the guards and traps protecting Andiasen's temple below the hospice. Will this horrific church to Urgathoa prove to be the party's tomb? The Cursed Campaign continues now.
1: zombie room a podcast about being in a room full of zombies
2: easy premise
1: <laughs> zombie escape room. Hmm. escape the zombie room through the through the doors <laughs> that want to kill you very tricky riddle that one yeah it's it's yeah. very tough and and i you know thinking back on it i Honestly, didn't realize Mir wasn't an expert in thievery, but that gets tough when you don't have a rogue, when you don't have a dedicated oh, yeah. rogue, or or at least somebody that's dedicated to thievery to right to overcome some of these traps. It's a good thing it was a little bit more, I don't know, religiously magical, divine magic. So yeah, exact least, focus. Yeah, could, I get it. That could figure something out about it. But yeah, that's that's a toughy. Party comp maybe not specialized for traps, although <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I think I think if you guys can pinpoint what it is, you might like send Sylvie up. If it's a, you know, damage burst effect and send Diego up. If it's going to be, you
0: know, some sort of poison. Yeah. <laughs> He's
2: gas. Apparently I just eat that up. Yeah. Right.
0: We have the, we always have the plan B of just, just have trigger. Diego run through the wall. <laughs> yeah, like, Die- that's an option. Diego up there at the hookah bar?
1: Yep.
2: Puffing, <laughs> like puffing puffin poison. If it's, if it's, Fortitude to this or requires a <laughs> pool of hit points, I'll tank it. Yeah,
3: we find a way.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny though, because this really feels like your first. I'll say like the Dead Warrens were maybe a dungeon, mm, yeah, but this feels like a dungeon legit. Yeah, you know, it feels it like this is carved into the ground, it's, it's actual square shaped. Yeah, it's got some organization behind yeah, it. Yeah, there's like, there's a there's a meaning to the rooms, and I think that's pretty different with with Curse of the Crimson Throne versus some other APs. Some other APs definitely throw you into a dungeon much earlier. Some never throw you into a
2: dungeon. Very sad. Yeah. I love a good dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Me
1: too. Um,
4: Which ones never throw you?
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you one that's like not often going to throw you into an underground dungeon like this. (laughs) We're we're about to start playing Skull and Shackles. Very true.
4: A
0: lot of
1: of, of nautical nonsense, but not a lot of underground
0: dungeon nonsense. The dungeon in Skull and Shackles is just the brig. (laughs) Oh, heading down to the villages. Yeah.
2: Honestly, the lack of dungeon is made up for by the ship exploration and just like fair. uh, The whole sea is your dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a good way to think what about it. What a great way to look out at life.
1: <laughs> I think uh, you know, we're experiencing the lack of dungeons a little bit and speak with plants and playing Iron Fang too. I mean, we're very much just out there. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Lost that's in that's the true. woods. You're very, very open.
1: Very wilderness. I don't know if we'll hit a dungeon soon.
4: Eventually.
2: Eventually. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Dungeons are present in that campaign.
1: Yeah. Good. We are we going to have a rogue to uh to take care of the traps and Skull and shackles, do you think? Ah, uh, who knows.
4: I'm not. <laughs> I'm
3: not. <laughs> Straight up. Get that out of the way. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're all playing in that in that adventure. Yeah, all, we all are. are plus you? Brooks. Yeah, yeah Plus yeah. Brooks. Are are you playing similar party roles to
0: this or are you playing very different party roles? I I think I have a good answer for this question. Okay. And it's that if you Assuming that Vec and Rocks survive to the beginning of Skull and Shackles, I think you could take my three characters and have a very competent three-person party. Oh, okay. Think about it. Right. So you got, you got like a, a very primary healer. You have a, a tanky guy who's going to get up in the front, and then a third person who fills a different role. So you're saying you're not yeah, gonna, you're not going to be yeah. playing a yeah. monk? Wait a second. Then, a, isn't that yeah. the third? Yeah, it's the third. You're saying you're not going to be playing a, a monk or an oracle, correct? Okay, I'm not filling the healer lo- role. I'll go ahead and say that I'm not doing party face either, and then I'm not rocks naughty in that. So, not very other things left in the game, guys. Not not very many other roles. Hmm, interesting. Curious. Haley,
2: definitively not a rogue. Not a rogue. Not a rogue. We know not that. Not a rogue. Absolutely not a rogue. That narrows yeah. it down by one.
4: Uh. I mean, Mirror's role is interesting in this one, I guess. It uh, doesn't... What role am I playing? Backup. Caster. Okay, see, it's a little confusing, because I cast, I also sometimes attack from range, and sometimes I'm in melee and just, like, literally attacking.
0: You have a also, pet. sometimes
4: yeah. I heal. Yeah. Yeah. What am I?
0: <laughs> Swiss Army Knife? Yeah. 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 Switch hitter? Right. yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. Well, I plan to be... Um, Support next time. So maybe I'm also Swiss Army Knife. I don't know.
2: <laughs> a little bit.
4: But that's I feel like a lot of my characters end up in the yeah. Swiss Army Knife. The category. It is apparently my favorite. It's fun because I can change it up. Mm. I don't know. Next I don't know because I've only built the character at level one. So I don't know where it will evolve. But right mm. now
1: That's funny. I've built all your characters at level ten already. <laughs>
4: I hope you're not. Uh, just like my
2: predictions, calculated. Hey, I want to see how right I am. <laughs> I mean,
4: does
3: that had, mean like, we make it to level ten?
1: I, I guess. I think he just well, confirmed so, none of
4: our characters will die until at least level. So 11. no,
1: I think I think it means if you make all the choices I made, your character
0: will be competent enough to last to level ten. <laughs> I think. I mean, if you had like ten hours to burn on this, I think it would be a fun experiment just to like see if you can predict where we'll go. I mean, it's. Pretty huge waste of time. I, but could, I think it would be think, fun. I think you guys would
1: have to give me your free archetypes. I think that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. something that's like too variable for mm-hmm. me to be able to. I mean, I could I could guess at a couple of like good free archetypes for each of you, but except for you, Steve, I have no well, f- the- idea what you are going to take. But
0: we just talked about it. Like, I, I know, I know. But twenty like, minutes ago, but like you've changed your mind six times. I've changed my mind six times, but I'm pretty confident okay. that I'm going to go one of two things. now I know <laughs> yeah. what
4: mine yeah. is. Uh, it's the only level two thing or anything past level one that I know.
3: That's good. I have About a that. few ideas, but I haven't, I haven't completely decided yet.
1: Are you playing a different role oh. in the party?
3: I would say I'm playing a slightly different role this time. Uh, Somewhat similar, but. Okay. Uh, will somewhat be a little similar.
4: Different.
2: Interesting. Okay.
4: Mm. Chris.
2: So d- Diego is the big frontline guy in this party. Um, and that's not a role I'm planning on doing in Skulls and Shackles. I want to leave it to someone else because I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And Diego also uh, his damage is very swingy as well too. You know, I got I, my whole thing is very straightforward character. I wanted to go and get the D12 damage die and be be two handed swing and stuff which is great. I love it. I'd like for my Skulls and Shackles character to be more um, consistent in what they do in like a, a bunch of the different areas. So kind of building them that way probably the most mechanical thought I've put into a character I've played yet in Two e mm. uh, so I'm very excited for that. I'm thinking more of like the support kind of uh switch hitter midliner skirmisher role a little bit, so that's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking.
1: Do you guys think that your decisions have have been influenced by the fact that you're often going to be you know in combat with other ships and that kind of thing?
4: No no yes no, no, and yes. Uh, the, I say no and yes, because it's only the small things that were influenced. So instead of picking like, you know what I mean? The small things as in my core things, like the, uh, ancestry and class did not, those were the same, Mm -hmm. but I spent a little bit more time reading through all the different backgrounds to see what kind of good background I could get. That was relevant to fighting in on the water and generally being in the water.
1: Yeah, those of you that are casting spells, you know, there's a lot of aquatic-themed spells that don't come up a lot in non-aquatic adventures, maybe. Mm-hmm. Steve, I think yours was rather influenced by being on a boat, if I remember correctly. At least, like, kind of your shtick uh, oh, yeah. is
0: is made better by being on a boat. I, I certainly think so. Yeah, it was, it was kind of pointing in a direction. Oh, man. The the journey that I've gone on with the creation of this character is a is a surprisingly extensive one, and I want to get into it, but it's going to be like a five-minute conversation and also very spoilery, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait for like a zone of truth on that or something. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, it certainly influenced. The one thing it didn't change is it didn't change the class or the ancestry. Those I locked in even before we decided on Skull and Shackles. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a class and ancestry that I've been wanting to play for so long and when we had the end of Carrion Crown in sight, I like set a target and I like told everybody. I'm like, I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, play, yeah. I'm <laughs> playing it. this. Dibs. I don't care what it is. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah.
3: You know, I actually picked my ancestry based on the fact that we are going to be on ships and like in the ocean. It was 100% mm. influenced by that.
1: Hmm. Yep. Yep. Agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I Zero definitely two. took that
3: into account for some of the like focus on abilities and stuff too Mm -hmm. but that's a little bit uh, a little bit smaller of a focus there
1: did you feel like that was like more const more or less constraining or or maybe maybe a more constraining or more focusing and helpful than an adventure like this one where it's just kind of like be from the city or or fond of the city and whatever else you want to do is you know completely up to you this is isn't a themed adventure i
2: think it's a little more constraining but like not in a way that like hinders you from creating a good character like yeah. you can still create a character but there are some more specific options that are emphasized in that creation process like we're talking about with the ancestries and backgrounds and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i wonder if it's like more helpful for it to
1: be focusing your content or more annoying that it's constraining what you play.
4: I don't feel very constrained. I don't feel constrained, I guess, because I think no matter what AP you play, you're feeling some sort of constraint. And so to me, it doesn't feel any different than any others, right? Like, so as much as I might like to do a bunch of super wildernessy things, right. With my character as a druid, like I know that doesn't make any sense in this campaign. Oh, yeah. So I that's guess, a you know, constraint, but it's not. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like there's just a ton of different constraints with every AP. And so, this one is no different. Uh, the Skulls and Shackles one is no different than this one. It's just this one's constrained like you're in urban.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, the other one is constrained like it's uh, aquatic, right? Yeah. Like, in yeah. yeah. and, and yeah. Speak with yeah. Plants,
1: I took the constraint of you're going to be in the wilderness all the time and said, fuck that, I'm playing a gunslinger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And we're all plants. That's a minor, minor. That's a constraint. <laughs> Small constraint. Small constraint.
4: Look, that that started as a fun joke, but it's been actually fun to play. I
2: think yeah. I think it's a I real gem. It
4: it's been really fun.
2: It's been a fun yeah, time to go, you go die, die. And should we have a bit of fun? Yeah. Not until someone gets a hero point, Chris. I'll give it to myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, now you did make me not want to give you the. Yeah, hero I know. Point. I, I know. know when you do that, you make me not want to give it to you, but this one is going to Diego for the heroic act of setting off a trap when the party had no other options and letting it hit him. Oh yeah, breathe that shit out like a jewel. This hero point comes from our friend Corey, who says, how does it feel knowing I did something nice for you?
2: You, you only do nice things so that you can use that against me later. So in effect, it's not a nice thing. Oh yeah, so it's not truly altruistic. Yeah, it's like there's this meta Mm. uh, villainous uh, piece of it too that's still at play. If you just build someone up to bring him down, while
0: you're still bringing him down. Yeah, yeah.
2: So think about think on that. Why don't you?
1: (laughs) Insightful, gang. Insightful. So when last we left our heroes, they descended the lift down to this temple of Ergothoa, and upon reaching the human-carved Basement. They realized that this might actually be, you know, a complex more so than a cavern. Looking around the room, they found several doors, but many of them had these scythe wielding skeletons painted on them. And Mir and Diego realized that they were trapped.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So the party proceeded to the only non trap door, which led, unfortunately, to a guard post full of quote-unquote
0: surgeons. Yeah,
2: unfortunately (laughs) for them. Emphasis on the quotes.
1: Yeah, heavy air quote surgeons who malpracticed their way to an early grave. Mm. Uh, The party swiftly dispatched them and then had to figure out what they were going to do about the trap. Diego stepped up and set the trap off, which released poison into the room and attacked him, the scythes kind of coming off of the doors and swinging at him and he was almost lost in the billowing mist while the party scrambled for what to do. But fortunately, Vec was able to recognize that positive energy would disable the trap for a minute. And so with two swift whacks of the mall, the trap was disabled shortly and the party burst through into a room encased in glass with the moans of the animated remains of Multiple corpses reaching their ears as the tapping on the glass from under them and above them and to the sides just creates this gross tapestry of undeath. And that's where we find them now. Doors closed behind them. Trapped. (laughs) What are you doing? Free action.
2: uh, Shiver up my spine. (laughs) Shiver. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A very weird serial killer
1: room. So what I would allow here is a quick medicine or religion check. That'll be a religion check from
0: your boy, Vek, over here. Go ahead and give it to me. All right.
4: I can do medicine.
0: 18 medicine for Diego. That'll be 19 religion. Okay. Check.
4: Let's see. Oh, yeah. My medicine is very high
1: medicine is very high. You became a master in medicine. I totally forgot
4: I did. And so I got a 35.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) um, (laughs) so there are two things that you collectively realize about this room. Uh, Mir probably calls this out as you guys start to hyperventilate about the situation you're in. You realize that these corpses are so beat up in this room that even if they did get out of this glass, they pose no threat to you. They're essentially like, uh, I don't know how many of you have played zombie video games, but if any of you have played the old classic Call of Duty where you could sometimes like shoot a zombie in the legs and then it would just start crawling at you injured, that's these guys. Except they're not really ankle biters either. Most of them have actually been almost removed of their dangerous elements because they're clearly uncontrolled, which is something that... Vec realizes with his religion check. They're clearly not being controlled by a necromancer. They're just kind of fancy-free in here. And another thing that Vec realizes is that this is a display to Urgothoa. This is something he's heard of at Ergothoan temples. When a corpse get becomes useless to a necromancer instead of releasing it from undeath that would go that'd be anathema to Urgothoa's teachings they put it in a display like this to be shown to the rest of the church that's horrible and so these zombies in here have have probably seen multiple battles and have been damaged to the point of uselessness but now are here as
0: this gross art display so, Vec communicates as much to the rest of the party. Much as it pains me to mention this, but I think what we're standing in here is pot vestibule, pot trophy room. The people that run places like this like to show off the remains of those who they've used up and I wouldn't say discarded, but there are they're no, they're no practical purposes anymore as, besides just
2: showing off. This room is a cruel mockery against the spirits of these people that once were. We might not have time now to put these all to rest but before we leave, I must insist that we let them all
0: be at peace. You'll find no argument from me, sir. Now, as everyone has calmed,
1: you're able to look around the room and what you see is two doors to the north, two doors to the south, and one door to the east. So one door that kind of goes, if you were to kind of continue in the direction that you entered and and keep going, seems to go further the same way. And then you go up or down the, the other thing that you do notice again, they might be harmless, but they are highly agitated at your presence here and they are making noise. Mm -hmm. Uh.
0: So whatever you want to do, you might want to do it quickly.
4: So we have a decision here, I guess.
0: Do any of these five doors look any different from the others? Great question. The one at the end is a double door, much
1: like the one that you entered. But aside from that, they don't. You guys can make a couple quick perception checks. I, you're, I assume you're kind of like, we're now that you know this isn't a threat, we can enter back into exploration mode with, with what you guys are doing here. Yeah. So if any of you want to stealth, if any, you know, I'll roll any you know trap finding for Mere.
4: Gotcha, yeah. I'd love to make sure I'm looking around for those kind of traps and things. And that would be like my, my whole game plan would be to like, I guess, search around the room, like look around okay. and listen at the doors and stuff.
1: Good. Make me a perception check.
4: Okay. So let me do perception. Let's see. Oh, I know what perception is. Do should I? I should not turn on my trap finder or the eye slash. Well, I should turn on the eye slash. Well, no, because it's audio.
1: Yeah, auditory. You wouldn't turn on the eye slash.
4: Well, I got plus one if it's traps. Plus one if it's uh, like a visual thing. So I rolled not great. Uh, I got a plus sixteen for a twenty total. Ugh.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little difficult here, just with the moans of all of these and and all this tapping happening around you, uh, to really hear what's going on through any of these doors. If anyone else is seeking, I'll take a perception check as well. Or um, Chris, I don't know if you wanted to. uh, You have that other ability with your grim ring.
2: Yeah, I was I was looking through this earlier before we started, and I'm curious. I do want to use it. I'm curious about how it's going to apply because it says when you're wearing the ring you can attempt to detect the presence of undead creatures as an exploration activity revealing the presence or absence of undead in an area but doesn't really pinpoint their locations so is it like the area I'm in or could I like listen to like check out one of these doors and go- I, th- I
1: think what I'm going to let you do is treat it kind of like the detect magic um okay which would mean that much like much like seeking you're doing it in like a cone now the way that works doesn't it it feels like to me that the Grim Ring isn't specifying like it's not going to show you them there. So it seems like an imprecise sense to me, which would make me feel like you could use hearing as, as a part of that. You know, you're just kind of like, you're using the ring to enhance your ability to like sense undeath basically. So, so I, I'd let you roll a perception on that if you wanted to like, as a cone, uh, forward. If you awesome. wanted to, like, go through a door or something.
2: Yeah, I'd love to go through a door. It's like, the description of it is, is the visage of a grin, grinning skull on the side. I love the idea of, like, like the, the Lord of the Rings blue sword. Like, if it detects undead somewhere, like, the ring, the, the ring grins mm-hmm. or something. Or, like, the grin <laughs> grows. So, yeah, here comes a perception check with a plus two bonus against an undead stealth or deception DC. And I think, I don't know which door I want to target. I'm partial to the first one to the south just because we know that like there's not like two branching areas of it like the wall to the to the west we know is already like part of the room that we've just exited sure sure yeah so uh gosh three on the die for a uh, 16 total
1: yeah so to the south you're unable to detect any um any
2: sense of undeath okay hmm. i don't think there's anything behind the door but i'm also new to using this ring for this purpose.
1: If you wanted to kind of rotate around, I'd allow other perception
2: checks. Sure, yeah. If you'll let me check out maybe like the first four doors. Sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. here comes the the first one to the top north. <laughs> Two on the dive for ah. a 15.
1: Okay, so with a 15, you don't detect anything.
2: Okay. Second door to the far north. Okay, much better. Fourteen on the die goes to a twenty-seven. You detect the presence of undeath through that door. Okay, All right. so we know. I want to make a little, uh, like a little mark or something here, so that we know that there's undead there. <laughs> and now, final far door, or not final far door to the south, but the the far door to the south. Mm-hmm. Natural one. Mm-hmm. Uh, no way oh. I detect anything there. Yeah, again, uh, you're not finding anything. You know, I'm a little worried about these double doors, but I'll, I'll try looking at those, too. Natural 20 <gasps> on the uh, the double doors. So for, uh, you know, 33.
1: Yeah, so you detect undeath through the double doors. Um, and with a natural 20, I'll just say your latent perception is able to pick up the sound of people walking and this bubbling sound. Uh,
4: mm. Ugh. Oh, man. Well, hmm. How do you guys feel the about the picking good a thing is the
1: good the good thing that that you recognize with that bubbling sound is it's it's a lot louder than this room. Like you can you can hear it pretty well through the doors. You think anything in that room is likely not alerted to you.
3: Ah.
2: Whatever they're cooking ah, in there, they've they've brought it to a loud royal, and uh, it might be better for us to explore these other doors before we we uh, surprise them in there.
4: Okay. Do we want to pick like an undead door or a not undead door? Because I I mean, we could go north and pick this door here, which is the not undead north door. And then we can move south and
3: hit the two other not undead doors. I think I'm that's cool fair. cool that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Sylvie will be scouting as her exploration activity to give us a little bonus. If there yeah, is. You're going
1: to scout. And then. I
3: think Mir would normally want to stealth if
4: that's available i'm gonna
1: say so you were both seeking okay yeah uh and then vec you could either i mean you could pick whatever you want to do you could you could also go around and and perceive or you could uh you like detect magic that kind of thing
0: yeah i'll bang out a couple detect magics here just i don't know if two e detect magic works through doors is the thing because that was a sticking point in one e as well when you got some uh some material in the way that doesn't work, yeah
1: now, detect magic used to work know. through like a foot of stone. I don't know <laughs> that's right. That's kind of why I, I don't uh, know if the, I don't know if they've speculated or if it just needs line of effect now or if they've they've specified or if it needs line of effect.
0: It doesn't say anything in the text of the spell, although I wouldn't be shocked if oh, it has the detection trait. What's the detection trait? That seems like that's probably going to answer my question. <laughs> Traits, baby. Protection trait. Effects with this trait attempt to determine the prison the presence or location of a person, object, or aura. No shit. Okay. <laughs> okay well, that doesn't tell me well, anything. Um, but none of these other traits prohibit it from
1: looking yeah.
2: Yeah. through a wall. Yeah. And this does, and that, well, it is an emanation.
1: I feel like I feel yeah. like at the at the very least I would you know if it doesn't say anything I I kind of feel like defaulting to the one e where it's like an inch of lead of, uh, so like a yeah. door yeah. is very easy to detect through. Well, let's and run so, with that logic then. I so like you're kind of running through, just banging out the doors. The first door to the north, you don't detect any magic. The second door to the north, you do detect magic. And that's the one with undead we know. And that's the one you oh. know there's undead. Yes. The two doors to the south, you do not detect magic.
0: Well, I think this is somewhat in line with what you, what, those of you who've been listening to at doors have heard, there's no magic, at least that I can detect between these three doors, but that one definitely has something.
1: Oh, and then you... Um, double doors?
0: The double doors, you also don't detect magic. Interrupt. Interesting. Well, that one has me thrown a little bit for a loop, but I guess we just start opening doors then. Let's do it.
3: I will go okay. for it.
1: Alright, so Sylvie, you can go ahead and open that door. You're taking the first northern door that you didn't realize like you, you didn't you didn't detect any undead in.
4: Mm-hmm. Or magic.
1: And now, Sylvie, you see what looks to be like a barracks. You see these black sheeted cots filling the room, and they their satin the coverings almost remind you of like funerary trappings rather than sheets, mm. it's like it's it's like the the goth bedroom. Um, you see a bunch of skulls set evenly with the room's stone walls, and there's candles inside them that make them glow, almost like a jack o' lantern, but you know, made of a skull, and that's casting this dim light in the room. Uh, You notice you see a man in a surgeon's outfit ahead of you, but then you see this almost too pale to be living man in Ergothoan robes. And you think, while Diego may have tried to detect the presence of undead in here... Uh, it was not successful, unfortunately. Mm. That man does not look like he has blood pumping through his veins. That boy ain't right. <laughs> that boy ain't right. And so I'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna need some initiative here Ooh. as we enter combat with that Sylvie scout bonus, right? Yes, you guys will all oh, have yeah. Sylvie's bonus when you roll this. And uh, I think most. Let me just put you in a combat state. There we go.
4: Okay. Ooh. Ooh, 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 mirror rolled really well. Got a 33 total, which is just super exciting.
2: 31 for Diego with a natural 19.
3: Oh, Sylvie was startled to see an undead in there, and she only got a 16.
2: And Vec has
0: a 27. Okay. At the top
1: of this turn is the... Liberal surgeon, and I think it's fitting because it's the one that's looking straight in at like the door opens <laughs> and you see him just like sitting on the edge of the bed or leaning <laughs> like leaning by the edge of the bed, and his beak kind of snaps towards you, and uh, he's ready to act. So he's gonna move 15 feet up to Sylvie, and. Uh, is going to medical malpractice against Sylvie, so we'll see if I can beat your fortitude, DC. That is a natural 13, which goes to a 31 against your fort, DC.
3: Oh, boy. Uh, that is a success, but not a critical
1: one. Success, okay. So I'm going to turn medical malpractice on against you, and then he's going to attempt to hit you. Oh, with a natural six, that comes to a 19, which does not hit. Ha ha. And that is that creature's turn. Now it is Mir's turn.
4: It is Mir's turn. Mir can't reach the liberal surgeon with weapons she currently has out. So she would need to draw her bow and then uh, shoot with it, which I think is what she will do.
1: So you're going to quick draw? Yes. Are you dropping the war razor then?
4: I think I've done. it. How's too. quick
1: draw work? Do you have to sheath and then quick it's draw just draw and strike with the same action? Right, but the the sheathing would be an action as well, right? Yeah.
4: Yeah, which I honestly I might take that time to sheath because it does have my trinity geode, and I probably probably
1: be using it. Right.
4: <laughs> so I think I'm going to go ahead and use uh, I'm going to sheath and then quick draw to strike
1: here. Okay.
4: And that was a four on the die for a seventeen.
1: Yeah, seventeen. The arrow just sails kind of over his shoulder and into the room, lands center of that like little card table that's in the room, and uh, and nails like a, a piece of like a pile of playing cards, and you hear like rubble, 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 from from <laughs> <in> the room.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, I honestly think I might try and shoot again uh, because I don't know if I want to command Figgy to get in there right now with all the unknowns that we have. Mm-hmm. I might want to wait him out uh, and just have him act on his own, which I would assume he's going to stay around right now because that's a, a, a very tight corner, like a tight like passageway here. Uh, and a three on the die, so really just rolled very, very Ooh, trash.
1: Yeah, that's tough. So those are both misses. And
4: then Figgy stays still.
1: And Figgy stays still. Diego is next in the order. Diego's kind of around the corner to this liberal surgeon right next to Sylvie.
2: Yes. Five-foot doorway. Do I have a a way to hit him maybe with cover? Uh, Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: You can hit him with, uh, I I would say this is only light cover, so he's going to take a plus one to his AC. Okay. I feel like that's the right move when you're like
2: right around the corner to a door. Yeah, yeah, yeah see i don't think diego is going to rage because if i rage i want it to be positive energy if, if there's undead in this room if sylvie said that and it's not going to affect this this chap at all from what i can tell sure so diego is going to attempt to initially demoralize him okay growl down at him saying we're going through either over you or through you or maybe around you if, it, if, it, if it's sylvie
1: now, I will say you are next to him for the purpose, like you're diagonally next to him for the purposes of your intimidating prowess.
2: Wonderful. And I think with, because I've got like 20 strength now, I think it's a plus two bonus. It is. It gives me. Okay, I need it because I rolled a three on the die. So that is going to go to a 22. I guess 22. we'll be two. Mead speed <laughs> Is right one. Wonderful. And then I am going to just try to strike him with my maul now. It's the right thing to do. 7 on the die for a 24. 24 is going to hit. Yeah. I'll just roll the damage here. Kind of low damage, 14 points of bludgeoning. 14 points of bludgeoning. And second attack. I'll take it. 23 to hit. 23 also hits. Wonderful. That's going to deal 17 points of damage as he like the the ball scrapes against the stone around the edge of the doorway before smacking the surgeon in the face. Whack whack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Alright. You hear the door open to the side.
0: This is the second northern door, the second one we detected door. undead behind, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the threshold you
1: see another pallid Man in Ergothoan uh, attire with the iconography of the pallid princess. Okay. Uh, he casts a spell, and uh, you see like a little shimmering force field appear over him.
2: <laughs> mm. Same room, apparently. Both yeah, the so uh, just one
4: big room.
2: They're coming out of the woodwork. That's a little scary. He could, he could run for the double doors, potentially. I'm worried about that. However, that is his full turn. He had to move up, open the
1: door, and then cast shield. You see Sylvie, you specifically, and anyone else that can look kind of directly into the room, sees another one of these cultist-looking figures uh, step into the threshold. And he's going to cast a spell at Sylvie. So I have to, uh, I have to hit you with this first. Uh oh. Which I will attempt to do. Oop! Only a twenty-four that, to hit you though.
3: That just misses.
1: Oh. Okay. So uh, you see a spell kind of whiz past your head as this green, sickening ray shoots out at you, but it misses you. That is his turn. Oh. One of these surgeons comes running out of the room right next to Mir and slashes at her.
4: This is mean.
1: It is a 24 to hit.
4: That will hit. His meat speeds.
1: Five points of damage as he slices you. He's got no malpractice bonuses. Oh boy. I was really stacked in the middle here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sylvia's just in range. So for two actions, I need. Sylvie to make me a fortitude save.
3: Ooh, okay. And I- You should be able to click it. Channel protection amulet, which just gives a resistance five against damage from harm spells if you are living. Wait, I think
0: you mean your best friend bracelet, right?
3: (laughs) Yes, thank you for correcting me, yes. (laughs)
1: All right. So make that fortitude save. Then when I give the damage, you'll take less, Ooh, or none at all. Oh boy, that's, like a, that's critical a critical success. success. Uh, so you're not damaged at all by this harm. It just this negative energy washes over you, but you stand there with your sword drawn, unfazed. Nice.
4: And the best best friend bracelet gloves. <laughs> Absolutely. Next
0: Vec's thing you so or- happy. Next in the order is Vec great well seeing as the second door is open enemies are spilling out to kind of flank us from the side we're all clustered up there is no indication that we're going to be moving anywhere substantial anytime soon Vec is going to raise his staff to the skies and then slam the butt of it down on the ground beginning a bless spell okay and that means that i'm going to throw an emanation here five foot around me so he casts bless and that gets Mir and figgy in the bless for now uh and gakin yes for all the attacking that gakin will do yeah. in the course of this combat he is effectively covered now i've got one action left unfortunately that's kind of kind of tough. I, I'd love to keep casting spells, but I'm not going to do that uh, because it's only one action. I'm going to roll a knowledge check against these seemingly undead creatures in robes. Sure. And I know that's got to be a religion check. Yes. Well, that's a natural 20, which is going yeah. to come out to what looks like a 32. Okay, that is going to be a critical
1: success. Woo! Yes. What do you want to know?
0: Well, let's start off with some special defenses.
1: Okay. They are immune to death effects, disease, paralysis, poison, and unconscious.
0: Okay. What are these creatures called? Not one of my questions. I just want to know.
1: Um, They are deathless acolytes,
0: essentially zombified clerics. Mm, Okay. How many more questions do we got? You get two on a crit success. Sweet. Is there anything that anybody wants to know specifically?
1: If not, I can give you information that you will find useful.
0: Tough shit, guys, cause I'm taking him up on that <laughs> offer. I don't care what you want. Okay, this will be particularly useful
1: for Vec. Oh. These creatures have an aura called a Field of Undeath. I'll tell you if you're within the aura when this comes up. It is a 20-foot aura. Allies within the Aura who have negative healing gain fast healing too. And when a creature within the aura would receive positive healing, they must succeed at a DC5 flat check or receive no healing from the effect. Mm.
2: Ooh. Wow.
4: Oh, that sucks.
0: Well, let's focus <laughs> on just wiping these guys off the board then. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Uh huh. And that's my full turn. But not before he shouts out to the team You guys are just gonna have to kill him quick. They got something about him that's going to make me very, very difficult to heal you. This
1: acolyte moves towards the double doors at the back of the room and then is going to cast. Ooh. Actually, unfortunately, <laughs> its it clearest shot is at Vac. No. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to make a spell attack roll against Vac. Okay. Or hold on is not going to make a spell attack roll. The back. is, let me see. I think I'm with in my into here. Yes, I am just gonna need you to go ahead and make me a will save. Okay.
3: Oh.
0: That is going to be a 28
1: total. 28, because of your resilient, a success is a critical success. That's uh, right. So the fear spell does not affect you at all. Hmm. He's not scared. Who are you kidding? That was all of that Acolyte's turn, and so it is Sylvie's turn at the bottom of the order.
3: Finally! <laughs> Sylvie doesn't want to let everyone from within the room fill out and attack the party from both sides, so she's going to stay where she's at, but attempt to tumble through to at least get herself into the state of panache.
1: Absolutely.
3: All right, that is a 29 Yep. Awesome. So she ends up right back where she started. And then she will. Uh, she wants to start taking these guys out. So she is just going to use her finisher.
1: Count. Against the liberal surgeon in front of you?
3: Yes, the one right in front of her.
1: The sure. frightened one. Yes. He's a feared.
3: Uh, and he is flat footed to her since she tumbled through.
1: Okay, let me put that flat footed on before you make this attack roll. All right.
3: Oh boy, that's a thirty-five.
1: <laughs> that is a big old crit. That's yeah. a uh, almost a double crit. Wow! Almost twenty over. All right. Oh. What the
3: hell? Oh. Uh Let me
1: with all the debuffs here. Yeah.
3: I'm gonna try. I'm not sure if the, I clicked on the finisher in time to get the finisher damage in here, but let me see here.
1: Sure, looks like finisher damage.
3: Yeah, but it did. I think it also. Oh, it it. Some of this is positive from the disrupting.
1: That's fine, he won't take it okay. when I uh, when I take the damage. Oh,
3: perfect, okay.
1: Uh, because he is not undead. But it, you know, he had about 20 hit points left, so you just skewer him okay. and he burbles into a slump in the doorway.
3: Wow. Oh, all right. Well, no, nothing more to attack and she can't, She'd have to enter the room to tumble through somebody else's square, so instead, she will...
1: You could probably tumble through that other surgeon. The pensive surgeon that's right in front of mirror.
3: Oh, yeah, I forgot that guy was there.
1: If you wanted to get back into panache.
3: Yep, because I killed the liberal surgeon who goes at the very top of the round. So, yeah, Sylvie will... Do that tumble through and then she will uh, attempt to end up on the other side, setting up a flank. Oh boy, that's a 37.
2: Yep, easily tumbling through. Dang, two natural 19s, one turn.
1: I do believe that is Sylvie's entire turn. Yes, it is. And so we're back to the top of the order, which now starts with Mir.
4: And Mir is going to sheath her short bow and then immediately uh, strike out with the war razor at this uh, now flanked surgeon.
1: Okay, let me throw a flat-footed on him for you. Actually, I think the game will do that for me because you're actually flanking.
4: Yeah, and that's uh, a 14 on the die for 28.
1: 28 is a critical hit because of the flank.
4: That is exciting. All right, and that is going to be 29 points of damage. Dang. Ouch. Yeah. And then she's going to use her last action to command Figgy. And Figgy's only going to take a little bit of a step up to then bite at the pensive surgeon. And that little bit of a step is important. That is because I'm still in pain, Or not pain, but... Uh,
1: bless. Bless. Yeah.
4: And so he's going to chomp. Let's see. That's a nine on the die for a 22.
1: Yep. You got him.
4: All right. Let's see. And that is 13 points of damage. Ouch. Still alive, darn it. Well, that is all of my actions.
1: <laughs> there you go. Maxed out on actions, and it's now Diego's turn.
2: Okay. So the battlefield cha- has changed a little bit. We've <laughs> we've moved away kind of from the first door that we've got, even though there are still a couple folks behind that door. But some enemies have moved in on like the far right side of the room. And there's one that's kind of close to the double doors. I'm really worried about that one. I feel like I want to go over there and target a couple of those folk, even if that, that might expose kind of our backline a bit to the folks who are, like, behind the first door that we're at. Do you see any, like, real major issues with doing that? or
4: No. Okay. I mean, I, I think, like, it's important to do what you're thinking because yeah, yeah. if they are trying to go to that door, we would want to stop them. Yep.
2: <laughs> okay. So, Diego is going to rage, uh, getting some positive damage on his mall, and some extra hit points and other nice stuff. And then I think he's going to sudden charge. I could just walk around this, uh, one of the surgeon that I'm next to that Mirror and Silver bunched up against, but Diego has the raging athlete feat, which gives him a climb speed equal to his land speed if he wants. <laughs> so, I think he's going to like jump and like... Uh, walk on like around the walls to land right in front of the opening of this other door so he's got one of these acolytes to his north and another one diagonally to the right to him on the on those double doors Mm -hmm. and then he is going to try to smack this double door acolyte with his maul okay Uh, four on the die for a 21 I feel like I want to hero point that I don't think this one's debuffed at all. Uh, don't bother. That's a hit. Wonderful. Okay. So damage here. Kind of low damage, but 21 bludgeoning. And is that adding the positive damage correctly? Let's see here. It's plus only seven? seven. I feel like it should be more. No, you do plus seven positive. That's your I must have been rolling plus anyway. four uh, early. You used to be plus two. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it's plus seven, plus seven. I, I thought it was just like one plus seven. It's 14 total static. So that makes sense. Okay, that's my turn. All right.
1: Next in the order, we've got a clever acolyte who, in the face of Diego, this is the one that's uh, next to the uh, the double doors, basically, is going to strike. attempt to strike here actually does he have he's gonna first attempt to demoralize you sure so he just kind of like hisses at you uh, intruder you will not make it through to the next
2: uh, room not if I have anything to do with it oh they're protecting something there we go 30 30 is just barely just a success okay 21 Uh, so you're frightened yes And then
1: he's going to attack you. That is another 30. That'll hit. And that's going to be 13 points of damage. Okay. As he slashes you with his scythe. Then he is going to cast shield.
2: Oh, if he's casting. It's just a somatic shield. Ah. All right, all right.
1: Uh, next is the commanding acolyte who is going to target Vec with. Actually, yes, is it. Well, sure, why not? We'll, we'll target Vec with a spell attack roll. All right. Let's see if I can get you in the first
0: place. That is a 22. Ooh, that is. You were targeting Diego, but it doesn't matter. It does. 22 doesn't hit.
1: Okay. So
0: uh, I saw the miss by one. And I was like, wait, that's not my AC. Again, <laughs> that
1: like whizzes past you. And then he's going to move uh, just like through the threshold here. It is now the pensive surgeon's turn, who I think is going to step out of the flank, attempt malpractice against Sylvie. That is a 30 against your fortitude, DC. And then is going to attempt to hit Sylvie. Ooh, 28!
3: Oh, that hits.
1: Oh yeah, baby. 11 points of damage as he malpractizes you. Mm.
4: You can
1: expect a bill in the mail in two weeks. Mm. (laughs) He removed the wrong leg. Finally, it's the good-natured Deathless acolyte. He was gonna double move into the corner and then cast shield. If it will let me come on, cast it.
0: <laughs> All right, there we go. Now it's Vex's turn. All right, so Vex is going to look to the remaining pensive surgeon. The rest of these folks being undead creatures, and is going to glare menacingly at it, saying your time's next, mate, and try to pull off an intimidation check here. Ooh, I think I got you with a 33 total. 33 is just a crit. Yeah. Awesome. Ooh, well that makes me want to try to damage him a little bit, but I'm going to trust the rest of my team to clean this up because Vec is going to move up Basically right next to him is a move action, which is going to sandwich him right in between Sylvie and Mir and with his third action, bump out the bless 10 feet. So now the entire party minus Gakin benefits from this effect.
4: Nice. Thank you. Got
0: it.
1: Sounds good. It is now the tranquil Deathless Acolyte. Uh, this looks like it's going to get everybody except for Gakin. However, Deagle will get an attack of opportunity as he casts three
2: action harm. Oh, I would love to attack <laughs> that. I want to roll high. A natural 20.
0: Woo! Nice. Oh, that
2: goes for 37. So that's a confirmed crit. I'm disrupting this. Here is my critical damage with all that positive uh, 52 points of bludgeoning and piercing. Ooh. Plus, I'm knocking him prone.
4: Dang. With the crit. That's freaking awesome.
2: That's huge. Alright. Just completely shut down the rare crit AOO. You'd love to see it. <laughs> you do. That uh, that kills him. Yeah. Nice. Wow. <laughs>
4: nice. Nice. Nice.
2: No one's harming my friend. <laughs> That'll teach
0: him.
1: Uh, next to the order is Sylvie.
3: Oh boy. Well, Sylvie does have a surgeon right in front of her, so she will do just a regular attack, even though she is in a state of panache.
1: Okay, a frightened two surgeon.
3: Ooh, that's a thirty-three.
1: Yep, that's a crit.
3: Yes. All right. I. What's it
1: look like? He's got three hit points.
3: Oh. <laughs> nice. I'm still rolling damage. <laughs> Thirty-eight points of damage. <laughs>
1: Nice. Yep. Very dead.
3: Ooh, okay.
1: God, I know you guys can't see my auras, but my screen is like completely messed up. Oh, <laughs> oh God. God. I have just auras from everything. <laughs> it, literally, it literally looks like if you smash the Olympic games logo. That's circles.
4: <laughs> I'm glad your computer can handle
3: it.
1: All right, Sylvia, well you have two more actions.
3: Yeah, that is quite a lot. There are a couple more of these deathless acolytes in the room currently. So Sylvie's gonna run back over uh, by where she was before so that her and Diego can kind of hold each end of the party. Uh, Sylvie then will attack the acolyte standing right by the door.
1: Go right ahead.
3: All right. Uh, now should she still be getting blessed or did she move out of that
1: you have now moved out of plus or no no no, no he's 10 now okay so you're perfect
3: good. You're good. Okay. You're good.
0: The, the small square isn't it someone <laughs> yeah. delete that shit <laughs> I will delete what you don't want another aura on your screen and, and uh, one that's incorrect at that <laughs> you know so it's unlikely
1: for me to be uh, co- correctly guessing auras when there's 18 of them uh, that's a hit
3: alright I wasn't sure with a 20 but nice Again, this is just a regular hit and there will be three extra damage on this because I can't put myself in a state of panache on my sheet. Gotcha. All right. Oh, and this is undead. So it'll take the one point of positive energy uh, and then there should be three more. And that is all.
1: Great. It is Mir's turn at the top around three.
4: Yeah, and I think Mirror is actually going to uh, immediately just strike at this same Acolyte that Sylvie just went over and attacked. Sure. That's an 8 on the die for a 22.
1: 22 hits.
4: All right. And that's going to be 6 points of damage. And then I honestly, I think I'm going to attack again and then use my last action to try and command Figgy to uh, go up and attack. So it will be my second one at map. And with a 6 on the die, I doubt that'll hit with nope. sixteen and then figgy will go up and will attack as well at this same acolyte so let's see how his jaws do here that's an eight on the die for 21 that's a hit yeah and that's gonna be 12 points of damage
2: okay diego you're up Diego has just finished smashing the Acolyte by the double doors. And he turns to the one north of him in the doorway, hulking over him. You have extended your life on this plane in wicked, unnatural ways. Allow me to restore the balance. I am attempting to demoralize him. That <laughs> going to need the extra plus two bonus. That's a 21 against this will DC. No. Uh. Okay. Then, mall strike time. Natural one. On the first strike, second strike here. Oops, 17 on the die is gonna go to a 29. That'll hit. I'm gonna go ahead and shield block that. Of course. The 24 points of bludgeoning and positive initially. Okay. Magic. Sparks and runes uh, fly out when the, when the maul contacts and, and partially breaks through the shield. And Diego's frightened ticks. And that's his turn.
1: It is the clever acolyte that's right in front of Diego. Seeing Diego have, uh, you know, kill his buddy, he is going to... I think you mean re-kill his buddy. Right. Smush his buddy. He is going to step back and then, uh, let's see, go ahead and cast at Diego.
2: Let's see if I can hit you. I do with a 30. I need a fortitude save. 30 hits. Comes that fort save. Nine on the die would be a 25. 25 because you succeed. You crit succeed. I do with the fortitude save. Yeah. See. He inhales the the ray of enfeeblement and exhales a poisonous vapor again still. <laughs> Low
0: smoke ring.
1: Next is the commanding deathless acolyte who is going to think ooh, let's see. It's going to do the same, like step back, and then we're gonna toss a Make Sylvie, uh, make me a will save.
3: Ooh, okay. Oh, only a 17.
1: All right, you're frightened too. Ah. As the fear spell goes off. Finally, the good-natured Deathless Acolyte is going to go ahead and cast a harm. Ugh. Three action. Let's place that emanation to see who we got. Looks like we get everyone but Diego here, but that will include Gakin.
4: That sucks. Okay. I'm for a fortitude save.
2: Make your saves. Gaken rolls a 23.
3: Ooh, Ooh, 31 for Sylvie with a natural 20.
0: Vec rolls a 13. That's pretty bad, but I've got two hero points. so I'm just going to reroll it. Yeah, they refresh next.
4: Yeah, they to do a re-
0: natural one. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's yeah, horrible. Wonderful.
4: Since they do refresh, Mirror I think is also going to use it. Um, I just didn't yeah, know pull
1: great. Pull a vec.
4: I hope not. Uh, yeah, still, still, still bad. Uh, so went from a 15 to a 17. So still bad. Figgy also didn't do great. Only got a 20. So.
1: Alright, so it is 11 points of damage for those who failed. For
3: Vec, it's
0: 22. Well, it's 17 with my friendship bracelet, but yeah.
3: (laughs) That's something.
0: Then obviously
1: his success is 5. Binocrit success is nothing. That's that guy's turn. It's now Vec's turn.
0: Alright, well, he can only see one enemy. He's going to try and frighten it with an intimidation. (coughs) Uh, 22. No. All right. Well, that enemy is undead, so he is going to cast Disrupt Undead at it. All right. I'm going to go ahead and use my reaction here uh, to denounce heretic.
1: What? What is that? And uh, you don't worship Ergothoa. Not yet. (laughs) So target within 60 feet to... The Deathless Accolade can see, and who doesn't, work Orgothoa casts a divine spell. That's what wow. you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and use my spell attack roll to counteract. Ooh, your wow. Spell. That is oh. a 30 to counteract now. Um,
0: I'm sure that does. Well, well not necessarily. Yeah. So
1: your spell is heightened to fourth level, right? Yeah. He is counteracting at a level three. Um so to counteract his level I think it would succeed
2: but to counteract a higher level is it let me look up the counteract a success way. works as long as it's not more than one level higher so I think it still counteracts successfully Okay so you're uh you're you kind of like
1: channel this positive energy and then he hisses at you heretic and it fizzles in your hands sylvie you're up
3: oh the acolyte that stepped back into the room by sylvie did he close the door or should that door be open that door is okay open. perfect <laughs> in that case sylvie oh
1: he's got like a token over him i was like why he's not dead
3: oh there's a, there's a, dead, dead, a dead guy there. Under him.
1: <laughs> hold on let me uh let me solve that for a second takes another aura off my sheet, too.
3: So.
1: <laughs> that helps. Nice. I can dig it.
3: Sylvia is still in a state of panache, but she would like to get this guy flat-footed. So she will move up and attempt to tumble through his square. Okay. Only a 23.
1: 23 still does it against the non-dexterous cleric.
3: Yes. Alright, so now she is uh, in the room back behind him and now that he is flat footed to her she will use her finisher and now the bless is off.
1: Yes, the bless is okay. off. 19 is just a hit oh. because he's flat footed to you.
3: Oh my goodness. Alright, let's try out that finisher damage. Alright, that is 25 points of damage and two of that is the positive.
1: That kills the Acolyte. Yeah. Yeah. Get finished.
3: (laughs) All right. There is another Acolyte that Sylvie can see, but that's the one that Diego has been going after. So she will re-enter the room going 15 feet and then she will attempt to oh no, she can't tumble through now because she's not in
1: she doesn't have that extra speed. No,
3: she doesn't have all the extra speed so she will just move up to the uh, acolyte in the main room with the party. And that's it All right. Perfect.
1: Solid strat. It's Mir's turn.
3: Yeah,
4: it is Mir's turn and I uh, the, the amount of weapon balancing that I have had <laughs> to do this freaking fight is a little a little ridiculous. Um, because now I'm no longer close to anything and it would make sense to... Either drop. Just I'm gonna just drop my war razor and uh, quick draw. Go back to quick draw. I guess <laughs> um, the short
1: bow. Yeah, you say weapon balancing, but you're using weapon balancing as a means to not move at all. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, but the, there's a reason for it because I shouldn't like if I move up there. That there's these like giant things with people in them. There's only one spot left next to this dude. And I want Figgy to go there. That's fair. So I'm going to drop and then quick draw uh, so that I can attack twice. Because I don't want to not get that opportunity. I, w- I don't want to miss that opportunity to attack twice. All right. And uh four on the die for an 18. That misses. Yep. All right. And then a second time. Let's we'll see how this goes. 19 on the die for 28. It's a hit. Awesome. All right, so that's gonna be 11 points of damage. And then if they they can take bleed, it also has bleed. And then uh, Command Figgy to go up to the one empty space and attack. <laughs> this is why I there's just no space here. I'm surprised how much these big giant containers containing a person really are like affecting my battlefield method.
2: I well, can't climb over them like can.
4: I can't.
2: It's like big old high school trophy cases, you know?
4: Yeah, well, that is a 23. 23 hits. Awesome. All right. Come on, Figgy. That's a pretty decent damage for 13 damage. All right. Okay, I'm done. That's that's all my actions.
1: Sounds good. It's Diego's turn.
2: Diego is going to step back up for the acolyte that has stepped away from him to try to hit him with a spell and is going to cast Maul on him. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well then, I'm gonna
1: call heretic on you. It sounds like a divine. Spell. <laughs> uh, uh.
2: I think it does positive energy, so it's probably yep, divine. Yep, it all counts. It, it, it all tracks. Oh, uh, three on the die for a twenty. I'm gonna hero point that. Okay. Natural twenty <gasps> again. <Nice>. Oh. <laughs> all right, here comes some big old crit damage. I hope. Oh yeah, it's big. Sixty points Dang. of bludgeoning and, 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 and positive damage. Yes, that kills that that kills the acolyte. That kills the <laughs> acolyte. Wow. All right. Well, with no more acolyte near him, Diego's going to move back into the room. Um, I select. There we go. I've he is. I'm raging right now. What's my move speed? Can I get more move speed? Um, maybe the more move speed comes later i have got thirty feet right now, so five, and I'll go there. I'll move up next to kind of Gaken and Sylvie, and that's my turn.
4: Wow, are you going to have to have Gaken move at some point? Have to use an
2: action to tell Gakin to get the <gasps> hell out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the summoner multi-class at peak performance. Hey, you could you could have
0: had Gaikin make an attack. The good natured deathless acolyte is strategically hiding behind your idol. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: He's placed
2: himself in an impenetrable spot. <laughs> He'll never move the idol on. I'm safe here. <laughs> I would rather spend three actions to dismiss Gake and then spend one action to move him.
4: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
1: I think I think I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and final gambit this and see if uh, Sylvie doesn't crit me. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast a three action harm.
3: Sylvie will attempt to use an attack opportunity. Let's see, she can hit. Am I back in the blast now? No. Okay.
0: Mm-mm.
3: She's still frightened. Only a nineteen.
1: Uh, nineteen is a hit. Woo! But it is not a crit, so it will not stop the harm.
3: Still takes twenty points of damage.
1: Okay. If you guys scroll up, you can all make your save on that harm yeah.
3: and do.
2: I actually think he should have taken damage last time for the harm because Geek himself doesn't have that fortitude success. Crit success <gasps> thing. Yeah, he definitely should have taken it. I, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't have. I'll put like I think it was like eight points or something. I'll just put that on me.
3: It was 11 I
2: 11. He succeeded. So it'll be happy yeah, five.
3: I got a natural one. So I would like to use my hero point on that. Oh, boy.
2: I oh, don't know. Vex got a 24. Gaken only succeeded with a 22. Uh, Diego succeeded and Chris succeeded. So half the damage coming to me.
3: Well, my re-roll was a two, so not a crit fail.
2: Yep. Perfect.
3: Okay. Mirror
4: got a 29. Um, and then Figgy got a 19. Oh. So
1: it is. Oh, oh I
3: didn't I that.
1: just got rolled there. My bad. Uh, I might've rolled oh, okay. damage for you somehow.
2: Uh, that a really good roll. I know. It's <laughs> to five. I thought that was the channel. All right.
1: It's going to be twelve points of damage for those that failed. Uh, six for those that succeeded. Friendship bracelet down to one. Oh yeah. That is his full turn. Then that is a three-action harm, and it's Vex's turn.
0: All right. Let's see here. First thing Vec is going to do is spend an action to widen the blast Just a little bit more. Now Sylvie and Gaken are both <laughs> in it. And then with two actions left, let's get a counteract check because we're getting another Disrupt Undead out here. All right, baby. Here comes. Natural one. one. Oh. That will not oh. do. Not counteract. All right. I'm going to need a fortitude save from the dude. Uh, That is a crit fail, baby. Failure. Go ahead and take a shit ton of damage, and you're enfeebled one for a round. All right. Ooh, 23 points of damage before the crit failure.
3: Wow.
0: That is a dead acolyte. Oh, and so frustrated at the fact that he deflected my last shot Vec just charges up as much positive energy into his hand as he can and just blasts it straight through this ch- through this creature's chest, blowing a positive hole through it. And the, and the creature just whispers, you know, it's not the
1: strength of you casting. It's the strength of my will that determines the success of this. You can't cast it any stronger.
3: <laughs> so are you bragging
0: about not being willful?
1: I'm just saying you're not very strong. It's not any stronger. As he dies, as he becomes a, a, a mark on the wall. It's not any strange. It's actually just,
0: it's, letting,
2: you, just letting you know. It's based you're not on, good on my save. I just suck. It's based on my save, and I wasn't particularly paying attention this time. <laughs> the corpses is in all the glass cases. Boom.
1: They're just watching you kill undead. They're just like.
2: They're all feeling invigorated. Sure. Thumbs down. They got some down. harm energy uh, pumped into them, too. Yeah. Uh, and you are out of combat. Yeah.
1: Ooh, baby.
4: Um, I can't wait to go check out everything in that room. <laughs>
0: Just wanna hop on up into that room?
4: Absolutely. I
0: think, yeah, yeah. W- the answer is yes, but I think we give it like a five or 10 count. See if the, any other doors open. Mm. See if anybody heard all that off, like all that action. And if not, absolutely. It doesn't seem like they heard the combat, particularly over
1: the sound of moaning corpses. Mm. Um, And, like, you know, the plague doctors probably elicit the same response, so nobody has, uh...
4: Been concerned. Yeah,
1: nobody has concerned themselves so far. Sweet.
4: Now that everything is dead that's in that room, did they stop, like, moaning and groaning?
2: Like, once you close the doors behind you, yeah. Okay. You hear them quiet down. They're like a special, a certain special needs dog when no one is in their vicinity. The strange smelling.
4: Hmm. Are you possibly talking about my dog? <laughs> Any
2: given hypothetical special monster.
4: <laughs> cool. Can I like search around the room then? Uh
1: yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna toss, uh, you know, if you guys want to use your exploration to seek in here, you certainly can.
4: Yeah,
2: absolutely. This room has the same dark black and sanitarium green marble that the the prior first room did yeah monsters were real confused about that sanitarium green marble i was also confused during the episode closer look it is really just a a gray marbling in like the black marble and i don't know what i was looking at
4: i thought the other room was more sanitarium green
2: yeah for sure yeah the the main corpse room has that like pale green to it you're 100 percent right uh,
1: so, mirror looking around with a 26, yep. you're able to find a cache of <laughs> items amongst the various footlockers. Yeah. Uh, nice. Opening it, you do find, you know, as, as you're looking through each of these footlockers, the the notable things you find are 36 gold pieces. Cool. Um, what looks like a some, some sort of sash that looked ornate enough for you to pull it out. And Vec would tell you that it's detecting is magical. Take a look at that. Um, there's also this strange collar. Okay. And a uh, a set of goggles that look particularly impressive.
4: Can we identify ah.
1: these? Let me, let me distribute the coins first. Okay, okay. Uh, let me decide which of you
0: deserves coins me. Gagin gets a share too.
4: I don't think so. Where are his pockets?
0: Gagin can pick up a share when he starts moving in combat.
4: <laughs> yeah, agreed.
0: <laughs> Alright, so let's start with the sash. If you guys want to make some checks on that. Mm. 23 for D.
4: Natural 20. Yeah.
0: I, have, I have no idea what I got because it was private to me for some reason.
4: That's how a lot of the identify ones are. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you know how you, you know got a 20. Yours? She's a GM. I got a oh.
4: 20 on the die when I rolled up. Oh, I see. Like, I got 20 on the die.
1: Oh, does it still, like, give you question marks on your actual check? I think I
4: think yeah. you're just
0: GM-moded. No. I don't see my die when I when I roll that secret check. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're the only one that sees dice.
4: Gotcha. I got a natural um, spot. i sorry. <laughs> can you tell me what
1: I got, please? <laughs> you did get a natural 20. Uh, you and Diego succeed at uh, identifying this item. This is what's known as a Bravery Baldrick. It's a uh, sash that wraps around the shoulder and draws on your well of courage. When you critically succeed on a save against a fear effect or reduce your frightened condition to zero, the Baldrick gains one charge, which slightly alters the color turning it golden. A Bravery Baldrick can hold up to two charges and its charges reset to zero when you invest it. So when you put it on for the day uh, or invest in it at the start of the day. You can have only one Bravery Baldrick invested at a time. When you activate it, it's two actions. It requires the Baldrick to hold a charge, and it can be done once per hour. It allows you to cast a second level restoration. Whoa. Nice. Nice neat so as far as second level restoration uh restoration at that level can be used to lessen a toxin to reduce a condition and the conditions that it can reduce are clumsy enfeebled and stupefied it can reduce any of those conditions by two or uh two of those conditions by one each the notable thing about the baldrick is unlike regular restoration that takes more time to cast this is just two actions
2: Mm. so nice I feel like stupefied is like the, the worst condition out there for casters for that. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of you folk who like worried about having to make flat checks to cast something would want that. Yeah, I mean particularly and just just
1: speaking on the likelihood of getting charges. Both Vec and Mir have great will saves, but Vec does have the um the the crit thing. success yeah. thing, yeah. which would mean every success on a fear effect is a crit success and would charge the
0: yeah.
4: I think that makes sense for him to get then.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just to clarify here, you gain the effects of a second level restoration, so that's just me. I couldn't, like, cast that on somebody else. Exactly. Or... You you would, okay. have to, you would cast it on yourself.
1: Alright. Um, but it allows you to remove conditions from yourself, uh, which is, is kind of nice. For, for way less actions than a normal restoration. Normal restoration is like a three rounder thing that you can't really do. I think. <laughs> Might even Uh, be a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You guys want to roll on this collar?
4: Yes. Mir's very interested if it looks like it would be a figgy collar versus a...
1: It does, in fact, look like an animal collar, which means it would, you know, probably suit Diego.
4: (laughs) Well,
2: I already have a collar. Thank you. Oh, okay.
4: Well, in that case, I guess I don't know if I need it.
2: Everybody get their rolls in on that?
1: I
4: got my rolls in.
1: Mm -hmm. Um... In that case, Mira is the only one that is successful yeah. at identifying it, which probably makes sense. This is an item known as a swarm form collar. Okay. It's a leather collar that's imprinted with tessellated animal shapes, and when you invest it, the animal shapes change to match that of your companion. Uh, to activate it, it's two actions. You can do it once per day. The effect is, you touch the collar and your companion splits into a swarm of hundreds of identical tiny versions of itself for one minute. Its space becomes large, it gains the weakness and resistances of a spider swarm and the swarm trait, though it doesn't gain swarm mind and is controlled by a single mind. Its unarmed strikes are replaced with a single action swarming attack that deals 1d8 damage of the type normally inflicted by the companion's unarmed attacks to any foe in its space with a DC-23 basic reflex save. While in swarm form, your companion can still use their support action, but can't perform an advanced maneuver, which will come into play uh, at level eight.
4: So what I'm hearing is that this will turn into, I, I have a spell that does a small swarm of, you know, shadow figgies. This turns figgy into a swarm fighter sized figgies. hundred
0: figgies. Yes. Would All you right, rather well, that's fight a cool hundred Spider-Fies 50s or one 50s? <laughs> yes. spider spider. Well, we, got, yeah. we have to cut that out because that's going to be the banter topic for next <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah.
3: Adorable.
0: Uh, and
1: finally you have these goggles. So I've posted that check. Yes. So everyone in the party has successfully identified this item uh, with Sylvie getting a critical success as well as Mirror. Mm. These are called mirror goggles. These goggles feature highly reflective lenses. While wearing the goggles, you get a plus one item bonus to visual perception checks and to saving throws against visual effects. They also have an interact reaction. Uh, The trigger is a creature within 60 feet targets you with a visual effect. You can turn your head to reflect aspects of the triggering effect back at its creator. The creature must attempt a DC 20 fortitude save as it becomes disoriented by this reflection on a failure. The creature is sick one sick and two on a critical failure. And the creature is temporarily immune for one hour after that. Sick. And is nice. Cool.
4: That's super cool.
1: As you look around the room, you think those are likely the thing you found like the, the stash in this room. You also see a door back to the West You think that might head in the direction of your initial room. Uh, If you guys continue with your normal exploration activities, and I imagine um, Vec will do the same thing to the door. Diego will Mm -hmm. do the same thing to the door. Vec, you do detect magic through this door as well.
4: Wait, who is getting the mirror goggles? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you just got a villain, and I didn't know who's who's getting them. Uh,
1: I think that bonus could be good for... I mean, that's that's like an initiative bonus, essentially, for people that normally use perception for initiative. Yeah, uh, usually usually you'd factor that into your because usually initiative starts with a visual perception check.
4: Yeah. So yeah. Mir is out of this one because I already have a plus one item bonus for visual perception checks.
1: OK, right. Your your uh, scars.
4: Right. I just I want to make sure because a lot of times when it's a perception thing. I feel like it almost defaults to me because I have the highest one, but like I am actually out of this one. Mm. So this means it's a little bit more difficult of a decision.
2: (laughs) I I feel like we could all use the item bonus. The reaction seems better for not Diego because he has attack of opportunity already and that's what he wants to use his reaction on.
3: Right. Oh, that's true. Sylvie has a lot of reactions already for in combat.
1: Yeah. Now I will say even if you're giving Vec a
0: reaction like Vec usually likes to go at the end of initiative. That's mm. true I, I mean and, and Le- he already has two masks and a pair of spectacles already. Yeah, I, I it makes sense think, for yeah
4: Mir doesn't have a reaction so if it makes sense for Mir to still have them it's just I don't get a double doesn't bonus for visual perception checks but I would now get the plus one yeah. for saving. I
1: think the best thing about this is the item bonus to perception yeah. checks yeah. Yeah. Right that's uh, why it's
3: like it's The reaction like is
2: secondary okay. Yeah
3: I mean, I don't How about have a great this? You perception? take the
2: goggles. Yeah. So we could. What if Mir takes the goggles and then rips off her tattoo and gives it to someone. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, take
4: yeah. my scars mm-hmm. off of my body. Yeah, the ancestry. Easy to do. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Rip those off.
4: And don't worry. I'll pull out my war razor and go ahead oh. and uh, do that to someone else. <laughs> when
1: you do it to someone else, uh, we're going to roll to see if uh, see if it even works on a non-orc.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm I'm gonna take myself out of the running for this. Also, that bravery Baldrick thing does rock because you know, circling back, I did confirm that the casting time for restoration is a minute. Ooh. So to basically erase a bad condition mid combat is sick. Yeah. Right. And you open Mira up to use her thing for
1: other people because mm-hmm. she has that like new yep. medicine thing that yeah. You know, it's a lot of actions to waste if you don't have to waste them. Yeah
3: you want to roll off yeah
1: emily
2: if you want to take it no i think you guys okay. Should, oh okay you, you can just can
3: have okay, it okay yeah, well thank you off, But,
4: god sylvia still looks so cool with her like what you've got that hat well now cape, i have it and now some mirror palm. glasses oh ah, okay okay let me see
1: now she looks like a turbo nerd she's like the she's wearing a safety helmet and goggles
3: yep
0: good she's osha compliant if, if there's I a break would... in the action here do we want to take 10 to heal up a little bit I don't know No is in trouble but yeah
4: you I... know figgy did take some damage yeah so yeah do we want to take 10 and heal people up Mir can heal herself and figgy hopefully
1: Do you want to do that perception uh Diego? For undead yes. while the while the healing's happening. Mm, yeah, let me do that. do that. Yeah,
4: part of the reason I paused to ask who's getting it because we were about to do perception checks, and the last mm. thing I wanted was to do perception checks without this bonus.
2: Check the door with the ring. I got a 16 on my perception Yeah, you, you don't
1: um detect any undead. Vec does detect magic through here. Oh. Uh notably it is not necromancy when you cycle through, because I know you have that at this point. The highest level of magic in here is not necromancy.
0: Okay. Well, I do lay on hands myself while we are waiting, bringing myself up to full.
4: Mir uh, treated wounds on both uh, herself and Figgy at the same time, and I think I've got everybody up to... I got her and Figgy up mostly to full.
2: Nice. I could try to treat my wounds as well, too.
4: Sylvie could use a bit of healing healing as well. Okay, well know. if I want if, if someone wants me to do treat wounds twice, that'd yeah, be twenty guys, minutes. You
1: guys can so. take twenty at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: Sounds okay. good. So you,
1: you all do feel yeah. that the you know the th- the threat of you know, now that you've gotten out of there and it's not continuing to moan, mm-hmm. uh you were only in there for like thirty seconds, so it's not like good.
4: So who needed treat wounds then?
2: Uh Diego could use a little bit.
4: And so could Sylvie. And Sylvie. Okay. Well, We'll uh, go ahead and...
1: What am I? Chopped liver? <laughs> well, Wait, anyway, we share a hit point.
4: Figgy's uh, uh, only down a little bit, so I'm not super worried. How far are you guys down? Should I try for 20 or 30?
2: I'm um, at four, down 14.
3: I'm oh, okay, okay, down almost 20.
2: Probably 20.
3: Yeah. Oopsies.
0: Did you say Figgy's not at full? Because if we're going to take 20, Figgy's I'll just not take... quite at full, yeah. Boom, static 28.
4: Thank you. All right, let's see how I do here, and I got an eighteen on the die for a critical success. So you guys are going to both heal twenty four. Wow, nice, beautiful. And uh, figure heals his last four. <laughs> Neat.
2: All right, should we be checking out this uh, this door to the west?
3: I think so. Yeah, let's do She'll so be scouting still, so she'll go first.
2: Okay, I've had my character sheet uh, covering the door this whole time to mask the uh, <laughs> the fact that I opened it briefly. <laughs>
4: I would like to, I guess, uh, do the stealthy one. I don't remember which one that is.
1: You want to avoid notice?
4: Yeah, that's the one. Mm
1: -hmm. You can absolutely do that. Um, But I will tell you, don't really bother rolling Uh, as you open the door. There's doesn't appear to be enemies in here. Okay. Um, You see cabinets and low benches filling this chamber from... Pegs on the opposite side of the room. The empty black eyes of two beaked plague masks glare with soulless, unblinking stares. Um, And Vec, as you you know, as you continue to detect magic, you're like you kind of are immediately drawn to this case of um, this glass case um, at the back corner of the room. And it is locked, this glass case, but it is made of glass. And when you look in, you see a bunch of vials of different colors and shapes. Uh, You think
0: this is probably what was triggering your your detection. Gotcha. So... It looks oh. like this room is full of glass cases. Are, do they all have similar looking stuff in them? Uh, the the one at the back of the room is the one that has
1: the these vials that are painting magic. As you kind of look through mm-hmm. the room, these other cases look like they contain like full uniforms for sure. the surgeons. Mm-hmm. You think this would be perfect if you wanted to like disguise as surgeons? There's enough full outfits for like 10 surgeons. Uh, some of the cases contain like clean scalpels and that kind of thing. So a lot of this is medical gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you think you could, you know, you can make a med kit out of the, you can make several med kits out of the stuff that's in here. Uh, but this glass cabinet in the back, this like smaller kind of to- glass tower, that's a rectangular, is
0: where your detect magic is, is heading. And that's all well and good, all this stuff
2: over here. That's what we want. Check it out. Is this also a five by ten altar in the middle of the room too? Um, you know, it, it does look like an
1: altar. It's more of a desk. Okay. Uh, in fact, if you were to if you were to think on it, this looks like an intake for like the the surgeons. Mm. Like it, it looks like where they, you know, here's your gear. Here's you know, oh, sign these oh, forms. Oh wow. Like, okay,
4: yeah, I get that. That makes sense.
1: So clearly. The surgeons are in on the stuff that's happening down here.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you like, know, as you've I seen many surgeons
1: down here, but you know, even the, even the ones upstairs you think would have had to go through this intake. Um, and, and yes, this glass case is locked. Obviously you could smash a glass case. Um, it's up to, it's kind of up to you.
4: Could I try to unlock the glass case?
1: You could. Um,
4: are we worried about the skills to do that then?
1: I don't think so, but you do remember back to uh, several keys you had from the head of the surgeons.
4: Ah, all right. Yep. Ah. Let's try the keys. Administrative
2: uh,
1: access. And trying the keys. Uh, one of the two keys that is not the lift key uh, works here. And you find seven jars of, um, or seven, seven vials of various... Liquids and salves. Uh, two plague hmm. masks are in here. And then you find, kind of littered on the bottom shelf, 23 onyx gems Ooh. worth eight gold apiece. Oh, wow.
4: Oh, that's that's pretty neat. Neat, um, also
2: very heavy.
4: Yeah, let's see if those can fit in the bag of holding.
2: <laughs> yeah, two bulk, three uh, light.
4: Yeah, they might fit in the bag of holding you know I think they are worth it to fit in the bag of holding I just might have to drop something else hmm. that's not of importance is what I mean
2: yeah because that's what 184 gold yeah sorry I, I they're negligible bulk oh, I, okay. it, it was a
1: custom item and I threw it in there and it defaults to light yeah, bulk yeah, yeah.
4: All right. Well, I'll throw awesome. that then in the.
1: Yeah, I mean they're gems. They're not, <laughs> you know, they're they're beautiful and they're and they're, they're very big, heavy. But like it'd be like carrying twenty three marbles, right? Eight it's tungsten not, marbles. It's, it's not twenty three pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Okay, yes. good, 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 good. So, I'm gonna need crafting here, uh, and I'm just gonna let you identify everything if you get a high enough crafting check.
4: All right. Okay.
1: Let me see what my highest DC is here.
4: I kind of want one of these plague masks.
3: Oh, only a 19.
4: Okay.
3: Can I take one of these plague masks? You can. More
4: asking the group here.
2: Oh, I don't don't care. They're Very neat. You can counteract inhaled poisons or airborne diseases each round you breathe with their filters.
4: Yes, I'm aware. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Also, I can help impersonate. Um, one of the surgeons which makes sense for me with medical knowledge
2: mm. or lack thereof on the surgeon's parts
4: yeah well my knowledge is mostly mud anyone else with <laughs> specialized crafting? in mud I don't think so right uh no Sylvia is our crafter <laughs> and I already used my hero point it does not bode well
2: <laughs> maybe we just hang on to these and uh try to look at them later
4: yeah
1: yeah hold on a second
2: oh that's why All right, well, uh,
1: unfortunately, I'm going to have to post them individually then, (laughs) and I'll let you roll, Um, because a 19 is not enough to identify all of them, but I'm not going to punish you for all of them.
3: Ah, okay. Um, All right. So I can roll on each? Yeah, you better just start clicking.
1: Yep. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Uh,
4: Oh, Oh, this other one doesn't say crafting. It actually has...
1: Yes, that's the magic that was pinging for Vec. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, with the crafting you recognize uh, several Elixir of Lives. Ooh! Lesser. Oh, those are good. That's, uh, Lesser's 3d6 plus 6. Oh boy, and you succeeded the one you, uh, that was actually hard. So, Sylvie, you identify this goop it's like a thick oily goop almost like, uh, almost like hair gel and um, it reacts with the air to exude a toxic mucus when you apply it to your skin it's called uh. a toad skin salve when uh. you apply it you can activate it in one of the two ways detailed below after either reaction has been used the remaining mucus loses its reactive properties and falls away after the effect ends you can only have one dose applied at a time and if you don't use it After 10 minutes, it flakes off. So it's got two ways you can use it. Both are uh, reactions. The first is you hit a creature with a melee strike. You can fling mucus onto the creature, dealing (laughs) 2d4 persistent poison (laughs) damage. Wow. Or uh, you're hit with a melee attack that deals physical damage. Uh, The mucus dulls the blow, granting you resistance five to physical damage against the triggering attack. Mm Hmm. Nice. So, uh, if you just lather yourself up with this toad skin salve for ten minutes, you uh, you can you kind of have the effects of you can use one of those reactions. And then when you use one of the reactions, it, it sloughs away.
2: Uh, this isn't a goaded item; it's a toaded it's a item. toaded item. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: oh boy. Okay. Looks like we have a success on everything. So I'm gonna identify everything. You also find an oil of unlife, moderate. Okay. You find an oil of swiftness, which uh, you can anoint a weapon with an oil of swiftness with hisses upon application to give it the benefits of the speed rune for one minute. Ooh. Oh, that's huge. And then you find a salve of anti-paralysis, which, uh, you know, you apply this salve to a creature to help it overcome magical paralysis. The creature recovers as if it were the target of a third level removed paralysis spell. It's one action to apply it to somebody. Nice. So those are the things you find. That oil of swiftness is particularly
2: cool. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. The swift rune, the speed rune is really high level. And so duplicating that for a minute is sick. Yeah. So for those
1: of you that don't know what speed does in this edition is it allows you to basically gives you the quicken condition uh, for attacks, so oh, neat.
4: You can
2: use. You're basically quickened for an extra attack. Gotcha. Putting that on your weapon costs ten thousand gold.
4: Whoa! For a
2: normal rune, for really? the, yeah, the rune, rune yes. version, yeah, a rune the permanent rune <laughs> not version. This this consumable yeah. is not ten no, thousand no. gold. No, <laughs> for fifty gold, you can channel that same power for one minute. Yes,
3: <laughs>
0: kind of seems worth it. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can distribute those how you will. I well, counteract paralysis with my lay on hand stuff. So I need somebody else to take the solve of, of anti-paralysis in case I get paralyzed. Makes says,
4: um, how about I take it as um, the other healing person.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, the, the rest of this, I don't really care about anybody. Can take <laughs> anything.
1: You probably want the elixir of life since you, Worse with magical healing.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to see how many I have right now. I don't have a lot, so I at least want one of them.
4: Yeah, I'm fine if you want to... I personally am fine if he wants to take two, just because he always is healing us. I'm I'd like him to that. stay up.
1: Oh well, yeah, and his curse makes magical healing yeah worse for him. Right. Can I take the oil of swiftness?
3: I okay think you that. should.
1: Right. Yeah, you're the one doing multiple attacks per round. Yes. Sylvie's usually... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, finishing.
4: The oil of on life, I believe we should keep to sell. Yes, yes. Okay,
3: I can. I'll throw it. Oh, I what? was gonna say I can take the toad skin salve. Okay, since that has a melee component, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, I
4: guess the other plague mass, unless someone wants it, it's gonna be a keep to sell
2: or give to Vec since he would be using like dip- like third diplomacy. Masked? Oh, do you have a. Yeah, I have two already.
0: I think we're starting to get to the
2: point. I mean, you don't have to put it on, but like if we need to like do a disguise, or I guess it doesn't matter who Mm. holds it because anyone could put it on. So,
4: yeah. Does anybody else want it? I'll take it. Okay, sounds good.
2: All right. Wonderful.
1: You guys grab these items. You notice that there is another door to the south. You think that is likely the trapped door.
4: That's where uh, we came from. We encountered
1: earlier. No need. And, um, and so you are faced with a choice now head back into the zombie room and then pick a direction um you've seen that this northern way both doors led to the same room uh whether or not that's the case to the south you're not sure
4: i think that will be the case but
1: um i think we'll find out next time Oh the curse camp yeah all right,
0: all right. The Bestow Curse
2: podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016.
0: Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.